Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Of course, joining me as always is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, it's football talk, bro. How do you think I'm doing? I'm excited, dude. This is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. We had the AFC Championship. Yes, sir. We had the NFC Championship. Yes, sir. Oh, freaking crazy, dude. We know who's going to the Super Bowl. Let's tell everybody. That's right. So we'll start off with the first game of the night. That was the Eagles-Niners in the NFC Championship game. In a game that was expected to be a lot closer than it was, the Eagles' defense would make a huge <laughs> statement. Six plays in on offense for the 49ers, and the Eagles' defense knocked out Brock Purdy with an elbow injury. The Niner defense would do its best to keep the Eagles' offense limited, but costly turnovers pushed this game into a rout with the Eagles winning 31-7. to Cooper, your thoughts on the game? That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get, Niners. I think you and I have both talked about it. We both think that uh, the Niners are overrated. Yeah. Um, and this totally proves it. Because, you know, in a game like this, you want to see more of a competition. And that, it was not. You know, Kittle made the, the remarks that, you know, yeah, well, I didn't have a quarterback. Well, guess what? You know, I mean, next man up. Especially in a game like that. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, it's been that way for the Niners all year. It's been next man up. Yeah. And they lost Trey Lance. They lost Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Brock Purdy ended up going out, like we said, in this game with an elbow injury. He would come back later because Josh Johnson ended up getting a head injury, knocking him out for the rest of the game. And then we come to find out that Brock Purdy might actually have a torn UCL, which will lead to Tommy John surgery if uh, confirmed he's getting a second opinion on that. But, man, I mean, the Niners, I give it to the Niners' defense, though. The defense is top-notch because they kept that game close for a while. I mean, the the turnover that... um, uh, was part of Brock in, Brock Purdy's injury. Um, they shut the Eagles down. They didn't let them score any points. They would end up tying the game at seven, but then they gave up a touchdown. Um, and then uh, Johnson ended up fumbling a snap, which gave the Eagles another chance to score another touchdown right before halftime. And the game just kind of went out, got out of hand there. Yeah, man, it, so. it's unfortunate what happened, but I think you and I both know that that ain't the team we want to see win anyway. No. So. It worked out for us. Yeah. 
And I hate to tell you, Niners, but now you're kind of just a step, a notch better than the Cowboys. You're in the same boat. You haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. The Cowboys not since 1996. The only difference is, is that makes you slightly better than them is you have made Super Bowls and you've made conference championship games. Yeah, yeah. Where they haven't even made a conference championship game since the last time they appeared in the Super Bowl. So you're just... A skosh better than the Cowboys in the recent years history. Exactly. So you can tell me all about your five, but you know what? My team's been to four Super Bowls. We won two. His team's won Super Bowl since then. Been to a third. You know, so conference championship games, we both got those in quite a bit. So I'm telling you, man, Niners and the Cowboys. Worst the, fans in the NFL. Oh, good Lord, dude. They get on my nerves. Only, only barely edging out Patriots fans. The only one I'm nice to is my brother-in-law because, I mean, you know, it's family. But, you know, like anybody else, I'm like, whatever, bro. Right. I just don't even want to hear about how. And, by the way, and your team, late in that game, acting thuggish like that. That was Yeah, asinine. slamming people around like freaking the wrestlers or something. It's, what yeah. The f- and, by the way, that's from your coaching and your GM. That's That's what that is. That is just wrong. I don't care what you say. So, you guys just acting that all thuggish and shit. So, whatever. All right. So, let's get to the AFC Championship game. The Chiefs and Bengals. Patrick Mahomes once again proved why he's the best quarterback in the league. Dealing with a bad ankle and leaving, and even losing his top three receivers due to injury in the game. Managed to lead the Chiefs to another Super Bowl. Beating Joe Burrow and the Bengals 23-20. to Cooper, this game was nuts. It was nuts, dude. And the fact that he kept his poise... Throughout all of this, I mm-hmm. mean, losing that many wide receivers, right? Um, he made some really crazy plays, and uh, you know, and even one time he even ran for it, which was like you and I both kind of looked at each other, like, with that bad ankle, yeah. with that ankle. I mean, he's he's crazy, man. He's like, like I always say, he's like Steph Curry of football. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. I I, I get a lot of Bengals fans are upset because they're like, well, there was a block in the back on the punt return, and then that, I mean, whether you like it or not, that late hit out of bounds on Mahomes was late yeah. and out of bounds. Yeah. That was legit. That was going to be called no matter what game it was. But the fact is, you had the ball with two minutes and 30-some-odd seconds left with Joe Burrow, who everybody's touting is probably quarterback number two in the league, behind Patrick Mahomes, and even some say, well, since he's beaten Mahomes twice... Or actually, three times. This was game four. Three times in a row before this game that he may actually be better than Mahomes. Nope. Then you go down nope. with your team with two minutes and thirty seconds left, and you go kick the game-winning field goal or score the game-winning touchdown. Don't get shut down by the Chiefs' defense, which actually is sorry to say mediocre at best. Chiefs fans, it is mediocre at best. I mean, you just have one of the best defensive linemen in the game, Chris Jones. But other than that, it's mediocre at best. And then you don't have to worry about this. You end up getting shut down. You have to punt. And then your punter punts in the middle of the field, a line drive that's returnable. Yeah. Why are you doing, why aren't you kicking that out of bounds? Why would you risk him getting, getting 23 yards? And then the and the penalty on that's another 15 gets him in the field goal range. On a night where it was, bat, it was really um, cold and windy. So, you know, a 50-yarder wasn't going to win it. So... It's just insane. So that's on that's on your team, fans. You can blame the rest all you want, but your team and your quarterback 
needs to show up. And I'm that sorry, moment. but you cannot say that he's better than Mahomes. When how many Super Bowls have Mahomes been to? He's been to two, one, one. one, one. He's been to five straight AFC Championship games. Exactly. Since he's been the full time starter of Kansas City, five straight, all of them at home. Just saying, kind of, kind of hard. Also, he's been MVP of the league. He's a Super Bowl MVP. So there you go. You got to get the hardware. I mean, you got to do something. Granted, Burrow went to one last year, so good for him. But unfortunately, Mahomes has been to one, been to two, won one. So yeah. And if he had an offensive line, who knows what could have happened in that Tampa Bay game, um, that Tampa Bay game Super Bowl. But you know, it, he didn't have an offensive line. That game was a nightmare. Yeah, they were just bull rushing him all that long, and he had nothing. Don't matter how many good receivers you have when you can't throw because you're running for your life. Yeah, you're running for your life. But man, to do those things on a bum ankle, right against one of the best teams in the league, dude, it's <sighs> unbelievable. It, it's just crazy. Um, my hats off to him. I know, like you and I have had this conversation several times, and I'll admit it. I'm always the one that. When he came into the league, I was, oh, screw Mahomes, dude, he sucks, man, dude. <laughs> but that dude has proven himself throughout the years, and to me, dude, I'm just like, he makes passes that you should not be able to make. I mean, he's going down, and he's throwing, and it's it's like any normal quarterback that's getting ready to hit the ground should not be able to hit, hit the receiver out of nowhere, and he does it, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" Right? It's just crazy, man. Uh, he's he's freaking awesome, dude. He's like, it's it's kind of cool for us now because we're seeing we're seeing the quarterbacks that we used to watch retiring, and we're seeing a new generation of quarterbacks come up. Yeah, absolutely. So it's pretty cool. I mean, like that touchdown pass of all. Um, Vante, uh, Vontes Scantling, man, yeah. where he just barely beats the safety, reaching and just like, dude, who makes that throw? Oh, Patrick Mahomes makes that throw. And wasn't it Mike Hilton? No, it was, I don't think it was Mike Hilton. Was it Mike? Hilton? I thought it was a safety, not a corner, because Hilton's moved to corner recently. Well, he made a he made a pass to to somebody. I think it was in a touchdown area or the red zone area, and Mike Hilton was on the guy and. You and I both looked over like, how did he get that to him? Because it was in between two guys. Yeah, that was a different play, but yeah, it yeah. was. I think it set up a touchdown later on. Yeah, it was just it was crazy, dude. He just, it was insane. He, he just knows how to like, freaking just. And then he didn't really run all game, but then he makes that judgment call to run yeah, at that ball, yeah, and runs, and he gets that, and then the penalty on top of it, and. Tried out the field. I was, you know, I was actually also surprised. Why didn't Cincinnati call timeout on that? Yeah, field goal attempt. Like make him think about it. Get in his head a little bit. You you can't take them home. You don't get to keep them. You don't get an extra over uh, timeout when you start next season. So you mm-hmm. might as well just go. Hey, we got this timeout. Let's call it. Let's get our heads right. I mean, maybe you set. Maybe you the way they line up. You go. Hey, I remember this lineup they have. Of how their splits are with their uh, with their linemen, maybe we can shoot a gap and maybe get a block. You know, yeah. save the game that way. You know, force it into overtime or whatever. I mean, you just you can't sit there and just hold on to your time out there. And I was shocking, but uh, so yeah, we're gonna have Phillies, Phillies. We're gonna have Eagles. We're gonna have Phillies, Jeez. baby. We're gonna have Phillies in honor of Philly. <laughs> yeah, we should do Phillies. <laughs> we're gonna get some Philly cheese sticks in honor of Philly. <laughs> 
But we're going to have uh, Chiefs-Eagles for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a battle. First time it's going to be a battle of black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. And also the first time ever brothers squaring off in a Super Bowl. going to be very interesting, So dude. the Kelsey brothers. Um, we'll talk about more next week when we get ready for the Super Bowl. And how about Andy Reid, dude? I mean. Vegas and his old team. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of storylines when it comes to Chiefs-Eagles. Um, and we'll talk about that next week. All right, man, so we're going to move to some news around the league. First off, the Carolina Panthers hired Frank Reich as their next head coach. Reich was fired by the dysfunctional Colts, who could not get their quarterback situation settled. Reich uh, could have a say on who his quarterback will be next season. Some experts believe that Derek Carr could be that quarterback. Cooper, your thoughts? Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it is what it is, dude. They don't have Cam Newton anymore. You should be a little bit happier for Carolina now. Nah, nah, I don't care. (laughs) You guys suck. You have a former minority owner for the Steelers running the team, too. Cool. Ain't nice. (laughs) Whatever. I'm happy for Mike uh, Frank Reich, though. I don't think he really should have been fired from the Colts. No. That was not his fault. They could not get their quarterback situation settled. Uh, That was... A lot on their management, and I don't know what's going on with Ursay, the owner of the team, but he's sure starting to act like Jerry Jones, and that's not a good thing for the Colts. Right. Yeah, so, I don't know what's up with Matt Ryan, but holy shit, dude. Now he, he fell off a cliff. He aged, he aged exponentially over that over this last offseason. Yeah. I think he's done, unfortunately, which kind of sucks because I've always liked Matt Ryan. Me too. Um, Matty Ice. Matty Ice, yeah. Ice water in his veins. Uh, uh, Atlanta should have won that Super Bowl. You know, Shine, Shanahan, coach of the Niners, can't coach at all in the Super Bowl apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to – I think though Carr and, uh, and Reich would probably be a good connection because the – We'll talk about why here in a little bit. The NFC East is going to be wide open next year. So if Carolina gets the quarterback right, they got some decent weapons. They need discipline because obviously they weren't very disciplined. That's why they got the wide receiver cost them a um, big time in a game against Atlanta this year with his um, over-celebration stupidity. And then uh, their defense is pretty stout. They got some good players on defense. So if Wright gets a quarterback... Look out for Carolina next year, right? I mean, and the fact that you did, there's a chance, there's a chance for Carr. That's yeah, who's being mistreated by the Raiders? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. Uh, I don't care. And sorry, TJ, if you are happy he's along, I'm not happy for you guys because I like Carr. So, I mean, if we didn't have Stafford, I would love to have Carr. Right. And I'm sure if you didn't have Pickett to develop and stuff, I'm yes, sure you would be happy yes, for him to be, be a Steeler. For him to be a Steeler. So, I mean, you guys got a good young quarterback you're going to try to develop, and then, you know, we're hoping Stafford's just healthy. So, yep. we're, we're fine with our quarterback situations, but if we didn't have the quarterbacks we had, we'd be more than happy to have Carr. And, I, you know, and I think that even, too, now, I have a little bit more faith in uh, Pickett. Because uh-huh. at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, I was just kind of wasn't sure, but it, it seems to be that, that they're gonna they're gonna be building with him, and it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. So I still would have got a better offensive coordinator, but that's right, just me, right? Yeah. So that's just me, though. <laughs> yeah, right. but I mean, it, it helps that you know he's familiar with him, so 
And they still won a, they still had a winning season. So, yeah, there so, you go. So I don't know how you guys managed to pull that out, but you sure did. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Especially since I think you guys had to win like five straight just to do it. So, I mean, hey, more power to you, man. All right. Next up, the Broncos are making Sean Payton their next head coach. After his disastrous year with Nathaniel Hackett as head coach and Russell Wilson, almost said Westbrook, but I managed to say Wilson this time, <laughs> seemingly regressing talent-wise, the Broncos bring in a coach that turned Drew Brees into a future Hall of Famer. The Broncos did reportedly meet privately with Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor recently, one last time to try to get him before ended up going after Sean Payton Cooper, your thoughts? This is good for the Broncos. This is good for Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I think being that Sean Payton is who he is, uh-huh. he's going to turn that team around, and you're going to see it happen real quick. So, Oh, absolutely. Um, once, excuse me, once um, Hackett ended up leaving and uh, Russell kind of got out of his own head about what was going on with the season, they started showing progress yeah. as a team offensively where they even took the Chiefs to the wire late, uh, I think it was either the second last game or the last game of the season, where they gave the Chiefs all they could handle for that uh, for that game and the Chiefs ended up winning it. But it just goes to show that, you know, with, you know, a guy who knows what he's doing. Hackett's probably going to be just one of those guys. Great, probably, coordinator, but probably head coach-wise is just a no. Um, unlike where, you know, Frank Reich was a really good offensive coordinator. He was a good head coach. He was just getting screwed over by his ownership and his front office because they couldn't figure out a quarterback to save their life for him. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, Sean Payton's going to come in. We already know he's a great court, not coordinator, great coach because of what he did with Drew Brees and the Saints. They won a Super Bowl even. Uh, they could have made another one. Uh, but, you know, they ended up losing to the Bears because they had to go to Chicago that year. It was freaking freezing, and the offense was not ready for that cold weather at right. all. So that ended up being the problem. That's how the Bears went and played New, uh, not New England, Indianapolis, and then, the, you know, Peyton won his first Super Bowl. So can you imagine, though, we could have had that twice? That would have been funny. Would have been. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I think that – but what do you think about um, the Broncos going after uh, Jim Harbaugh one more time? I mean, it's in their best interest to, to look at all options. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, Harbaugh didn't take the bait, so they went with the next best choice. Yeah. I think I kind of get why they did it, though. They went with Har- trying to go after Harbaugh one more time because you didn't have to give up anything. They had to actually trade um, a first-round pick this year, which they got from Miami for the Bradley Chubb trade, a uh, second-rounder next year, and they also get a third-rounder, I think, next year back. So I think they're basically doing a pick swap next year where they give up a second, they get a third, and they get Peyton. So they had to get his rights from yeah. um, New Orleans, and then they're going to rework his contract. So I think, of course, you'd rather go after Harbaugh one more time just to be sure in the simple fact that he wasn't going to cost you draft capital <laughs> that too. if you went with that route. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one more t- uh, head coaching hire, the hiring of D'Amico Ryans by the Texans as their next head coach. Ryans was drafted by the organization and looks to implement the defense that he ran in San Francisco that made the Niners a top-rated defense this season. What will be interesting to see is if the Texans will grab a QB with their second overall pick or grab a top-notch defender such as Will Anderson, an outside linebacker from Alabama. Cooper? 
Uh, yeah, man, this is going to be interesting. Uh, but all I got to say is, Houston, you still have a problem. There's, it doesn't matter who you pick, mm-hmm. you're going to have a problem for a while. And I'm sorry, you cannot keep, keep blaming it on these head coaches and stuff. Somewhere it's in the front office, somewhere it's owner ownership. It's something going on internally because you guys can't, can't, Get your foot off the brake. You haven't gone nowhere. No. I don't get it. I mean, the smartest thing they ever did was actually end up firing Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien, they gave GM control, and he was a terrible GM. Not bad coach, but terrible GM. And then they got... And then, of course, the whole situation with Deshaun Watson, he not wanting to be there anymore. Yeah. And then his off-the-field stuff, and then so you had to pretty much get rid of him. But now, dude, it's just like... What are you going to do with this I team? I still because think there's a conspiracy there. There, I, there probably is, but that's besides the point. We're not going to get into that. The point of the matter is, is they also haven't been doing really good in drafting. Sure, they got Derek Stingley Jr., so that's a that's a good corner to have, but I just don't know if you, what you should do is, uh, if you're the Texans. Uh, I mean, I think they need a new general manager. Hit the design. new button. Well, on the front office, because that front office is crap yeah they thought they were being smart by grabbing people from new england that wasn't smart at all just because new england had that 20 year success doesn't mean crap a lot of that was because of tom brady taking all those um lesser deals to keep them having the money to be able to get guys like gronk have that time where he had randy moss yeah you know and all that stuff so that's all that's all just because you got lucky a quarterback wasn't selfish Basically, is what you got lucky with, and uh, you know, because you can't draft for shit, pretty much, especially first round. You really can't draft shit with um, offense on in the first round, because we all know Gronk was the second round pick. So, yeah, <laughs> he was their best player that they ever drafted in in the first two rounds, basically. Because otherwise, well, not ever, because some people would say Drew Bledsoe is probably their best first round pick they've ever had. Oh yeah. But anyways, I digress. Speaking of Tom Brady, the supposed goat by some people, not us though, has said he is officially retired. Cooper, your thoughts? Is he though? (laughs) Is he though? Let's wait. Let's wait mid-season. See what happens. Let's see off-season even. Yeah, somebody gets hurt. Hey, Tom, we need a quarterback. Would you mind? Right, absolutely. I just I, th- I think all it is for him is now dollar, you know, just just dollar signs, whoever gives him the base, base contract and, and uh, whatever happens, happens with it. But I don't think he's done. I, I, I don't think so because his ego is too big. True. I will say it feels more likely to be done this time around because it doesn't feel forced. Last year it was forced. You can feel it was forced. Everybody was already announcing before he had even said what his plan was, that he was retiring. And so he just went with it. Not only that, Giselle was basically telling him to to do it or get divorced. So we'll see how that turned out. Because he he (laughs) got divorced. And now he's divorced. And retire. Now, yeah. But, I mean, he still ended up going back, I'm just saying. So, I mean, and then there's this report from Jeff Darlington that it was either 
retire or return to Tampa. I'm like, why would you return to Tampa? That was a god-awful year this year. Yeah. It was under your standards as a quarterback. I don't care who you are. That is well below what you feel as a quarterback you should ever do is an 8-9, and barely make the playoffs because you won a crappy division. That's not a good year. I don't care what anybody says. That's a terrible year. So I'm well, just saying. I, I, I'm I'm happy that he's retired because this is <laughs> this is gonna make room for other people to be talked about and maybe records to be broken elsewhere. Because I mean, I get tired of hearing about oh he's won the most Super Bowls, he's done this, he's done that. It's like you gotta consider who he had around him every time. He always had a good, good, you know, good team surrounding him. Yeah. So, I mean, see what happens when he don't have a good team around him. We kind of did because there you go. When the offensive line fell apart, and you know Evans and and Godwin both kind of dealt with injuries a little bit this season. So, yeah. And Julio Jones was basically still Julio Jones, where he kind of gets ghosted because he can't stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's. Uh, it's nice that he's gone. We don't think he's going to be gone for very long. Um, you know, I won't really believe it until we're into next off season because that means. But is he going to be doing commentating somewhere? Or he's, he does have a deal with Fox to go into the booth, okay. so there's always the possibility that he just will keep the retirement legit this time and go work for Fox. Um, I mean, as long as he doesn't be, uh, well, the good news is, is I don't, he's going to be working for Fox, so he won't do many Patriot games, so he won't be too much of a homer for them, so that's kind of good. Yeah. Um, he won't, so he shouldn't be like Troy Aikman. <laughs> so sick and tired of that bastard. <laughs> that's why I don't really care for Monday Night Football anymore, or I'll just watch the Manning cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to listen to freaking that dumbass anymore. Um, but, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. So, I mean, I am just hoping it is done, but like I said, I just, I don't see it being done, but I do, like I said, I feel it will be a little bit easier for him to step away now because it's on his turn. Yeah. Cause he, he said he, he literally didn't tell nobody, hopped on Instagram, made a video and told everybody before he said anything to anybody. I'm like, okay, that feels like you actually feel like you're leaving. Like I said, last year felt forced. Because we had like two or three days before he even made it official, quote unquote official, that he was retiring. Yeah. It was leaking out that he retired. And he said, I hadn't made a decision yet. And then it kind of went, well, okay, let's just go ahead and say it. And then what was it? Eight days later, he's like, oh, you know what? I'm coming back. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Maybe two weeks later or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But I, we were all like, we knew you were coming back. This is irritating, dude. Because he's just, he's an egotistical guy. And uh-huh. and that's the biggest pro- problem with it. And, uh, I mean, finally it's happening. But it's just kind of iffy. Is he going to stay retired? Absolutely. So, so that's the question right there. Is he going to stay retired? Hopefully so. Because it needs to be done. It's over. You're 45. You'll be 46 next year. It, it let it go. Just let it go. Not only that, but you have a great career you can look back on. 
Yeah. Let's be honest. You've done things in the league no one, no one has. And you're going into so. the Hall of Fame. In fact, if they didn't have a five-year waiting period, you'd be in the Hall of Fame already. They wouldn't have waited. They'd already have it done. Yep. So you're already going in first ballot. You'll probably be the first unanimous. They'll probably be like, we're only going to have Tom Brady this year just because we're going to glorify Tom Brady as the GOAT because that's how the NFL would be. Just like, we're not going to even bother with any more finalists. It's just going to be Tom Brady's Hall of Fame induction. That's it. Oh, can you imagine how pissed everyone would be? I would be so... I would be pissed. <laughs> I'd be like, I ain't watching the Hall of Fame just for that fucker? <laughs> God, I'd be like, what the fuck? All the Hall of Famers would be pissed, I'd hope. I'd be like, the fuck? We didn't get our own introduction ceremony? Induction ceremony? What the fuck is that? Right. <laughs> you tell me that Jerry Rice didn't deserve his own induction ceremony? Right. As he was considered the GOAT of the entire league. Not just because he is the greatest quarter wide receiver of all time. A lot of people considered him the greatest NFL player of all time. Yeah. You tell me Jerry Rice didn't deserve that? <laughs> fuck no, man. Come on. Crazy talking then. But it wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past the NFL because they're fucking weird like that. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me, bro. Just saying. You know all the fucking football um, stations, Fox, CBS, NBC, and ESPN will all be like, "We're gonna simulcast it too because it's Tom fucking Brady." It's, it, that, that just burns your ass. Don't it makes you so bad. It does. I'm fucking bastard. <laughs> Well, I hope he enjoys eternity in hell for selling his soul for Super Bowl. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure. Or if you ask Arian Foster, that's just scripted every year. <sighs> Former NFL running back Arian Foster, who's a vegan and does and atheist. So, <clears throat> like, can you imagine though having to be all that scripted? I saw a thing on a TikTok, and I'm yes, I'm letting them hear it too. If you haven't seen it on TikTok, it's funny. They're mocking the script and, like, everybody who had to see their script, especially, like, this year, like, DeMar Hamlin happened to see that he's about to die on the, he has to fake dying on the field oh. if it's scripted. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Thomas happened to be injured yet again, wide receiver for the Saints and stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to fake your injury at this point. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people fake injuries or fake things like that going on, but... Maybe maybe games are decided. I think that some games are a little decided. It kind of feels that way. Yeah. For betting purposes and mm. shit. Because, and... as they say in Vegas, the house always wins. Yeah. So, you got to keep the sports books happy somehow. And sometimes you sit there and see things that the refs miss and Bengals fans will all throw you a bone. Where you're just like, how the fuck did you miss that? Yeah. Saints fans, I'll give it to you too because yes, you you got your bitchiness from us when we fucking fouled you in the super uh, in the NFC Championship game in New Orleans. We're sorry. We still lost the Super Bowl because you probably put a voodoo hex on us for it. <laughs> to I don't know why you'd want New England to win that Super Bowl, but you know that's just me. <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> but. Because we got away with pass interference, here comes the voodoo fucking shit from New Orleans. The Rams will lose this next Super Bowl, their Super Bowl because they cheated, and the Reds fucked us. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're not gonna. We're, 
We're, our next podcast, we're going to start a second one. It's going to be called Sports Conspiracies. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll go over all the conspiracies. <laughs> That's going to be our after hours. <laughs> it's going to be sports talk after hours. <laughs> conspiracies only, bitch. <laughs> I mean, come on. We can talk about the Montreal Screwjob. We can talk <laughs> with wrestling. But that's all fake, so... Yeah, but you can also fix a fix, too. <laughs> right. And they did fix a fix. They did. <laughs> Literally. In Montreal. That is a terrible idea. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> anyway, man. All right, guys. I don't know. Where, when's the, where's the next pay-per-view? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Canada. It's in Montreal. It's in Montreal, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said. Do you think we're gonna get we're gonna get another screw job? We might. We might get another screw job. Poor Sammy. I feel bad for Sammy. Poor Zane. Roman. Are you sure it's gonna it be happened poor Roman? To the champion. Yeah, but but the champion was Canadian too, so I don't know. Yeah, that's the problem. We're talking about the challenger being Canadian. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we'll be back hopefully this weekend, guys, with a live sports talk. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on that, too. Yeah. Got a lot to catch up there. So that way we can actually start getting our lives going and going through the week like we're supposed to be. So this weekend, hopefully, on Saturday, we can get it done. Yep. So we'll be back with sports talk hopefully on Saturday. We'll get that for you live and exciting, we hope. Give us a baseball, basketball. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I have any other... Oh, of course, we're going to preview uh, the Clash at the at the Coliseum. The Clash, baby. That's right, the second Clash. I was surprised. They could. They sure made it seem like last year was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and now they're making it making like they're going to make they're that like, Wait, that was cool. Let's do it again. All right. The Coliseum's like, hey, we got a lot of money out of this. Let's do it again. Let's put a little rat track in the road. <laughs> make it more fun if it was actually a dirt track. Stock cars on dirt. Hell fucking yeah, baby. Let's really fuck these cars up. <laughs> Let's see how good these drivers really are. Yep. Since they're professionals. All right. So we'll have that for you. And then, of course, we'll be back with Wrestling Talk next week. Uh, we got some stuff to cover with that. And, of course, we'll preview the Super Bowl on our next football talk. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Yes, sir. And, of course, we'll cover any latest news and updates from around the league as well. Because there's still some coaching openings, coach openings around as well. I know, and this is after the Super Bowl. We're kind of going to have to go. Well, we're going to do some off-season talk. And, of course, we also have two leagues going at the same time. The XFL kicks off this. That's true. We can start doing the XFL. And, And of course, USFL Season 2 will be going. Mm -hmm. And then we can also talk about Arena Football League as it gets ready to start the following year. Yeah, man. And uh, whatever else we can do. Football Plus, like I said, a lot of off-season stuff. This is going to be an interesting off-season. Because a lot of teams got to do a lot of shit. Including mine. Including yours, too. Yep. Yours needs an offensive line. They definitely do. We need an offensive line in Los Angeles. So, we also need a... <clears throat> to get rid of a corner. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having him. You want him? Give us a first-round pick and TJ Watt. You can have him. Uh, you're funny. Well, what? <laughs> Gotta give up something. I need something for that. Alright, man. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.
Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.